Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. Today, we are chatting about our relationships with exercise and perhaps some signs to look out for that could indicate if your relationship with exercise could benefit from some nurturing or healing. Love it. So, girls, what's your relationship with movement? Just a small question to start <laughs> I think it is always ongoing. Like, thinking about the history of my relationship with movement, it's kind of gone through a lot of phases, like, I guess, many long-term relationships. I think it got kind of complicated while I was in the military. And I'm thinking specifically about our physical fitness exams that we had to take every year or every six months, depending. And those were always, I don't know, very stressful because you're being tested. And this is like my job. My livelihood depends on maintaining a certain level of fitness. And they're doable. You know, we go to basic training like you do. them. Like, it's not like wildly high standards, but still very stressful. And I frequently have clients that come to me and they're like, Tara, my PT test is in two weeks. We got to get. Oh, yeah. Or however We've long. Been there. It's super <laughs> common. It's very stressful. I really wish they would change that. Oh, yeah. And I know I mentioned this in another episode, but like a portion of it, too, was waist measurement. Yes. And that idea would make me so stressed about the entire thing. Like it was harder to run. It was harder to do push-ups. As you said, I was like, it's harder to do all that because I'm so stressed on like my size. That's terrifying. Especially because that's so irrelevant to like, can you do push-ups with a waist that's bigger than this? Like, of course you can. And I like... Can you climb over this big wall or do a pull-up? Like, Like, of course you can. What's the function behind these standards? We don't want to get pants made in a bigger size. (laughs) It's too expensive for the government. Uh, (laughs) I got a lot to say about that because I have to pay for my uniform. Anyway. (laughs) I guess they do give them no allowance. Anyway... I realized like at one point I used to love running. I prior to this moment that I'm thinking of, I really enjoyed running and I really enjoyed it. Even like when the first couple of years in the military, it was like I felt so free and wonderful and just felt like very much in my body while running. And I would get so stressed out about these tests that I got anxious while running, which is a weird thing. We think about running as something to help us manage anxiety and manage stress. And I was getting more stressed out running. And that was something after I got out. That makes running even worse than it already is. Yeah, it was so (laughs) stressful. And it stayed with me even after I got out. I didn't run for a while, even though it was something I really enjoyed. And when I would, I noticed, I'm like, why am I getting like stressed out running? Like, this is weird. And then I thought about it and I made these connections. I have recently started running and that like did a lot for like kind of changing the relationship I have with that form of movement. But then also generally like figuring out other ways to move. To sum it up, I I don't want to take up the whole time. My relationship with movement is in a much better place now, but it used to be kind of complicated. Like I was thinking about the size I was. I was thinking about passing a test. I was thinking about all of these things with movement versus why I actually want to move. Mm -hmm. So I could pretty much tell the same story, except without the military part. (laughs) You know, I was an athlete growing up, but a lot of the reason I did sports was not because they were just inherently fun. 
which most of them were, but I was also super focused on, is this going to help me lose weight? Mm -hmm. Is this going to help me get a smaller body? And even in college, when I was learning about how to actually change your body with exercise, which was super interesting to me, I still looked at a lot of it through the lens of, oh my gosh, this is the secret to fat loss. So it wasn't until well after college that I started changing the way I was moving. And instead of going into it with this attitude of, this is going to burn me a lot of calories, I went more to the side of, oh, I like weightlifting. It's fun to be strong. And now, with a toddler at home, my weightlifting has gone by the wayside a little bit more than well, I would like. I think like. that is the weightlifting. <laughs> right. Unlike toddlers, they require a lot of carrying. Yes, it's like a 35-pound dumbbell I'm carrying around all the time. <laughs> but for me now, it's walking. I take the dog and the baby out most nights and walk. And that's what I'm doing right now. And it's the season of life that I'm in. So I'm in a good place with it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So this is probably the first time I'm admitting this publicly, but there was definitely a time in my life where I can look back now. I had absolutely no idea at the time, but I can look back now and realize I had a very unhealthy relationship with exercise that was frankly probably disordered. I remember specifically I was pregnant when I, I don't even think my first child, I think it probably was for a couple of them, but I was very, very hyper-focused on what exercise could do for the way my body looked. And I had very rigid ideas about how often I needed to go to the gym. And I was definitely picking the hardest, most intense class. I did it right up until I delivered. I was super stressed about getting back to the gym as quickly as I could afterwards. And I very much would have sort of looked at yoga or Pilates as kind of a waste of time because it wouldn't have burned enough calories. That is really, truly how I looked at it. And mm -hmm. it felt like I was doing the right thing, that I was being healthy. Certainly, I think everyone around me probably would have thought that I was doing something helpful for my body. And I bet you got a lot of compliments, even thinking about like the weight loss compliment episode we did, that discussion we had. I bet there were people who were like, oh my gosh, look at you. Like you are working so hard. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it, and being pregnant, right? All yeah. the things. Yeah, for sure. I did. And now many, many, many years later, I'm able to look back and realize like that was actually not helpful at all. It adds a level of sort of stress too to the whole idea of movement when it turns into something super rigid like mm -hmm. that. Especially during pregnancy when the whole thing is your body is changing and growing a whole other human. Your hormones are all like out of whack doing the same intensity of exercise that you've been doing while it can be okay is not usually recommended because your body just feels different things different days. Some days you might tolerate it really well and some days might be like not feeling good at all. And my guess is with your disordered thoughts towards exercise, you just push through it anyway. Oh, totally. <laughs> well, I do think it's great to exercise during pregnancy and even do high intensity stuff if you were doing that before you were pregnant. By all means, go for it. But it's the and I have been it pushing it through yeah. that is the real issue there. You just starting right. at like well, six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, it's, it's coming just... out next month. Better get in shape. <laughs> so yeah, it had been before and after, but it wasn't gentle and it wasn't kind. kind. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And now, fast forward 20, 20 years, I guess, it's something that I work a lot on with my clients because it's very wrapped up in the intuitive eating journey. Our relationship with food, our relationship with our body, and our relationship with movement are all very interconnected. 
And I have conversations with clients about movement and how they feel about movement and why they would or wouldn't be doing it and which activities they would or wouldn't be doing it and their thoughts around it all the time. So it sounds like all of us are in a fairly good place with movement right now. (laughs) Right now, yeah. I didn't even talk about how mine is right now, but I love movement. Like I love hiking. I love yoga. I love going for a walk. I have fun doing all of those things. And it's so much more gentle and helpful and helpful than it probably used to be. Yeah, I love that. It feels like it takes a while to kind of get to that place sometimes, but it's so important to go into it with an attitude of joyful movement or moving because it's fun rather than punishing yourself for maybe something that you've eaten or because you haven't in so long, you have to make up for that time you missed. Yeah, you make know, up for it. Or you got to stop shooting all over yourself with it, really. And it's such an important conversation, right? Because... Of course, it's health-promoting to move your body regularly Mm -hmm. and as often as you're able, but it's not actually health-promoting if you have a disordered relationship with it. Totally. The exercise isn't really the problem. It's the, like, mental thought process around the exercise. Right. Is where it gets sticky. Yeah. Looking at it from a physical, mental, emotional, well-being perspective, again, like, zooming out on health. Yep. So let's talk about some, like, warning signs of if you might be exercising with an unhealthy relationship. So I think a big one is rigidity. Mm -hmm. If you can't kind of go with the flow with your workout, you know, that's something to be a little bit concerned about. Now, I'm a really big fan of having a workout plan and sticking to the plan as much as possible. You don't want to just do whatever you feel like every single day because you'll never really get anywhere. But if your body's not feeling it one day and you need to switch out your heavy hit workout for a gentle yoga or a walk, like by all means, we need to do that. Being yeah. flexible. Being yeah. flexible is so important. That sounds like being really thoughtful, present, and in tune with what you need. Yes. Versus I must follow the rules, all of the rules. <laughs> and being able to rest as part of that, right? Yes. Maybe you plan to do a certain type of workout and your body just is not feeling that that day. It's okay to rest. If you're having trouble allowing yourself to rest, that could be a potential yeah, warning that sign. That could be a warning sign for sure. Overexercising is another one. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot at the gym where people feel like Elizabeth did in the olden days, <laughs> where you can't miss a workout. In days, I'm not that old. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to comment on that. <laughs> so feeling like you can't miss a workout and you have to go push through no matter what. Overexercising, not giving yourself enough rest days. A really good way to know if you're overexercising is your sleep quality. Meaningfully oh, looking them. at both of you girls. <laughs> so mine's definitely not from overexercise. <laughs> there are so many things that affect sleep, right? But overexercising is definitely one of them because you would think, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this great workout and then I'm going to be so tired. But a lot of times your body can't recover. Mm. And we do most of our recovery while we're sleeping, of course. So you kind of feel like restless all night. Mm-hmm. If it's due to overexercise, you might be able to fall asleep, but you'll just kind of toss and turn. And also, if you're exercising at a super intense level too often, you're actually putting an unhealthy level of stress on your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're more likely to get injured. Uh You know, injuries happen so commonly to people that just exercise nonstop every single day, no matter what. We see lots of little injuries, like nagging things, like, oh, I hurt my finger. You know, stuff that's like, what? And it's usually because it's overexercised. Also, that makes me think of all or nothing. If you have an all or nothing pattern around exercise, right? If you do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, then you 
buckle down, quote unquote, and you're going to go all in and then you end up with an injury because you went from zero to 100. That's another sign that potentially your relationship with movement might need some healing. Absolutely. Another good sign is if you feel like exercise has to be a certain kind of way in order for it to count. Like my former self that hated on yoga and Pilates, (laughs) which now I love both of them and highly encourage them. I know we've talked about the Fitbit and Apple Watch type thing before, but if you do exercise and you don't have your watch on, it still counts. Right. Would disagree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I feel it too, but yeah, like your body still gets the benefit, I promise. I definitely got really caught up in that a lot. I actually like turned off, like I wear an Apple Watch every day, but I turned off like the rings. I just don't need that in my life. <laughs> to it tell can me what add counts. some stress for sure. If you are worrying about whether or not your exercise counts, that in and of itself is a potential warning sign. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm thinking, speaking of trackers, I'm always referencing our work together. (laughs) But I'm thinking at one point I was getting caught up on like what my heart rate was. Uh I was really interested in it. I was very curious about it. So there was a little bit of flexibility, but I was getting a little bit rigid. Uh (laughs) Like too. Like I was getting very like, well, how can I make this ideal in like exercise? I mean, the optimal way. I actually quit wearing my Apple Watch for that reason because I would look at my heart rate and be like, (gasps) why is my heart rate so high right now? Yeah. And that would just like make it go higher. <laughs> but when I checked into my body, I felt fine. Yeah. Right. It's not like anything was wrong. I was just like having a stressful day or yeah, whatever. Right. right? Definitely. Um, so I got so stressed by that that I was like, this is not working for me. Yeah. It brings yeah. up the point too of can, of checking in with yourself around those trackers and monitors, right? I think if it starts to cause you stress or anxiety or guilt, if you're not meeting whatever the benchmark is you've set yourself with the tracker, maybe that's not actually helping you. Right. Yeah. You know, plenty of people, I actually like those things, just I'm interested in I it. Agree. I like sort of having, I don't, I haven't worn one in years, but I do like them personally. For me, it's just a check-in. Like, did I remember to move today no. or did I sit in my chair at my desk all day? But it doesn't upset me if I didn't. So yeah. It's okay. But there may have been a time in my life where it would have upset me yeah. in an undue sort of way. Yeah. It's a neutral tool, but it's like how we right. use it. Love that. I love that, too. It's like exercise in general. Yep. Neutral. But mm-hmm. depends how we use it. Another big red flag that you might have an unhealthy relationship with exercise is exercising to earn your food. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you ate something that you deem as unhealthy and then feeling like you have to go to the gym and burn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, we see this a lot at gyms on Thanksgiving, for example, where the gym will be open in the morning and they'll have like a turkey burner, Tabata party, you know, come burn your calories before you indulge mm-hmm. in the big day. Food doesn't work like that. <laughs> Exercise doesn't work like that. You don't have to earn your food. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you're feeling like you need to exercise to burn it off, kind of take a look at the rest of your relationship with movement and see if maybe there are some other potential red flags there. Right. Or if you think, oh, I'm going to go out to dinner tonight, so I have to get to the gym to make sure I burn enough calories before I go to dinner. Yeah. That kind of brings me to my next sign of an unhealthy relationship. That's missing important events because you need to go to the gym Mm -hmm. or to exercise. You only get the important events every now and then, right? Mm -hmm. That's not usually a daily thing. So making sure that you're not missing out is important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. such a big one. You know, and on the same, same lines of that would be instead of eating the food that is there at the event, like bringing your own little Tupperware full of health food is another sign that maybe something isn't as it should be with you. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. You know, food allergies and things like that aside. Yeah. And I guess, why does it matter, Tara? 
You know, to me, it just seems like if you're so cautious about eating whatever it is that's going to be served, that no. you have to bring your own food. It's just like you're clearly not listening to your body and following intuitive eating principles. I meant more, why does your relationship with movement matter? Oh, sorry. No, of course. Your relationship with movement is super important because we want to be moving, keep your body healthy, but you don't need to be going so overboard that you're creating injuries and illnesses in your body. Because mm -hmm. if you do exercise too hard, you will get sick for sure. Mm -hmm. You'll get injured for sure. Or that it's adding stress, right? It's it detracting from your mental health. Yeah. You know, a good way to think of that, is it moving you closer to your goals, what you're doing, or is it moving you farther away? Yeah. I like to think of it same way that I think about relationship with food. It's, to me, nutrition at its best, and I would say movement at its best, enhances and enriches the quality of your life, right? It doesn't detract from it. If it's detracting yep. from your quality of life, that's not actually helpful. The opposite of the intended effect. Yeah, for sure. So Tara, I know you and I both do a lot of this work with our clients. So if anyone out there is struggling with their relationship with movement. Yes, please reach out. We would love to help you. Elizabeth's got an epic Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, you really need to be. There's always lots of good conversations going on there about diet and body image joyful yeah, movement that. health and healing with intuitive eating thanks for that <laughs> shout out i do love the community it is really, really it's a great community fun and positive food and body and movement positive place to hang i've out. gotten a ton of great recipes from that group so <laughs> yeah. nothing else it's like made my dinners more interesting <laughs> awesome and tara you know i love training with you Twice a week, every week, sometimes more than others, let's be honest. No, <laughs> unless you're traveling. <laughs> so we're all here and would love to help you. Great. Great. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment and leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about Mora, you can find her website, moratunny.com. To connect with Tara, find her on Instagram at Tara De Leon Fitness. To connect with me, Elizabeth, visit me at elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join my health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook. 